Good morning, friends and foes. Welcome to Back of the Cereal Box. I am John Pike of the Prophet of Pop Culture. You can call me Johnny. And this morning, we've got a very special guest returning to the virtual rec room. The one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Ryan Permisson. And we are going to talk about the 30th anniversary of the X-Men animated series. And we are going to do that right after this. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean. Helmets Presley and he's still the king. Some things are only imitatable. Can't be that original. And we are back. This is Back of the Cereal Box. We are a pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturday mornings of our youth while surviving adulthood today. And for me, Saturday mornings meant breakfast cereal, cartoons, comic books, kaiju, kung fu movies. And in between the cartoons and the kaiju and the comics, we didn't have smartphones or tablets at the breakfast table on Saturday mornings, or any morning. So in between the things we loved, we were reading the back of the cereal box. That was our world. That was our newspaper. And that's what this show is all about. Now, before I forget, we have to thank our friends, the Murdering Crows. They did that awesome theme song, Can't Beat an Original. And you can get their album, Four Bad Crows, at Amazon, Google, Apple Music, wherever you find music. And of course, we have to thank our cereal boxer super friends, our supporters, Sharice Collins, Cindy Kep, Brian Huff, Dave Manginelli, Dave Mattingly, Crystal Raven-Jones, and Eli Cash. And you too can have your name in lights just by contributing at buymeacoffee.com slash cereal box pod. And to help you with that, I'm going to run that along the bottom of the screen. So if at any time you say, wow, that was really good, I should support that. Well, there you go. There you go. And without further ado, let's welcome in our co-host this week. This is a little bit of a different episode. So those of you who are watching live on Saturday morning right now, can, you, you can comment, you can be in the chat, but you're going to notice that we are not responding to it because we're actually pre-recorded. Experimenting with it. And uh, so to join me, a very special co-host, making his return to the virtual rec room, the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Ryan Permisson. Good morning, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm doing well, good, sir. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here. Good to see you. Good to be here in what is known as the virtual rec room. I dressed appropriately for this occasion, brother. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Let's <laughs> well, turn that... up to 11. Let's go to the extreme with the X-Men. Yeah. Well, we, we'll, mm. we will definitely do that. But before we do that, we've got yes. a new a new segment that we've 
introduced this uh, past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Will it cereal? Great question. And in this segment, Johnny tries something as cereal that normally would not be eaten as cereal in a bowl with milk. So I've got my my Grogu bowl with the handle. I've got the spoon. I've got the milk. And last week we did Ritz peanut butter crackers. Mm-hmm. This week, I think this is going to be an easy verdict because I've got oh. Oreo minis. I suspect that Oreo minis are going to cereal really well. This is just my my suspicion. Um, I, I have no scientific evidence to base this off of, but I've put the minis in the bowl, and they are they are just mini Oreos, mm-hmm. bite size, and uh, I got my milk, and we're gonna see if mini Oreos will cereal. What do you what do you think, Ryan? Do you think it's uh, gonna be a winner? Yeah, actually, I do. I think it is gonna be a winner. So we'll see what happens. I mean, by themselves, they're delicious. Yeah. Who can and say Oreos, no to Oreos? I know. Nobody can say no to Oreos. And they're fantastic to dip in milk. Mm-hmm. So I got to assume that as a cereal, they're going to be equally fantastic. All right. I think I've got them properly saturated. Let's see. Ryan. Mm. Everyone watching. Yeah. Did it work? This is amazing. It is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we know what to do next time when we go to the supermarket. This is amazing. <laughs> I wonder if the actual cereal, mm-hmm. the Oreo O's oh, that yeah. they made, I yeah. wonder if it's as good. Now I got to do a a side-by-side comparison, don't I? Probably. For future reference, you might want to write this one down. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to write that down in a post-it note. I don't need to eat any more, but I want to eat the whole thing. Yeah. Because, oh, you know what? There are three servings in a bag. Oh. 40 calories per eat, per serving. So, hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna back away from the Oreos, but out of five bowls of cereal on a will it cereal scale, Oreo minis is a five and a half. Wow. Okay. This is this is I I I, I gotta resist it. Gotta resist it. I know now, Brian, I I, I really struggled with this because I thought Ryan's going to be on the show Saturday morning. I need to honor Ryan and do some Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> and that will be next. Okay. The next time you are on, I'm sure. going to have a big bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Wonderful. They're great. So, you know what I realized that we forgot to do? Mm. I dove right into that new segment without even talking about you, Ryan. Tell our our friends and family who you are, what you do, what your pop culture passion is, and um, and uh, yeah, just do the elevator pitch. Yeah, elevator pitch. 
So here, okay, well, here it goes. Hopefully this will be some good practice for myself when I move forward with my life and my career, non-existent career. Uh, my name is Ryan. Good to see you all. I'm a podcast host and producer. I do a show every week. It's called And I Quote, Saturdays, 12 p.m. EST. I interview content creators of all shapes and sizes that join us from any and all corners. In the nerd universe, we have friendly conversations. We promote their projects. That's what I do as far as podcasting goes. I also co-host another show called Comic Books, The New Class with Crayley, who's one half of Phoenix Sisters Cosplay, a wonderful person. By the way, a fabulous person, which is also part of the uh, Back in the Cereal Box Network. There you go. Plug, plug. Everything fits together. Yeah. So it's the best of the best. So I do that. We do that once a month. We also do mini-sodes. You can check that out on our YouTube channel, Comic Books, A New Class. Also uh, in my link tree, which are linked to my Twitter and Instagram at RyanRPM5. You can find out where all my other projects are there. And I also host a couple of other things on my channel called At It's Nerd Culture, where I just nerd out about whatever it may be, whether it's movies, TV, comics, etc., etc. I guess my pop culture passions are reading comics, learning from them as best I can, because I only started reading comics five years ago. Fun fact. And watching as many movies as I possibly can and binge watching a couple of TV shows on the sidelines as much as I can, because I enjoy that stuff. I've been a fan of that stuff since I was yay high. So if the wheel's not broken, why fix it? So there you go. That's a little bit about me. I'm happy to be here, and hopefully you'll check out my content, and you'll like, comment, share, subscribe, and do all that stuff. Because I truly believe in my heart of hearts that you're going to like the way you look after watching or listening to episodes of And I Quote, hosted by yours truly, I guarantee you. That's fantastic. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you okay. clear as a bell. I got a message that popped up that said, the browser has lost connection to your mic. I can still hear you and see you, so you're coming it's in loud and clear. Beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Gotta love well, technology. You know, technology to me is a lot like magic. Hmm. Okay. You know, as a magician, that's probably odd for someone to say, but yeah, um, yeah you know, it, it's, it's kind of magical. Now, Ryan, part of our mission here at Back in the Cereal Box, mm -hmm. celebrating the Saturday of our youth, yes. is to tell the story. And sometimes a story is as simple as, you guys aren't going to believe what I found. And... That brings us to our next segment. This is Rapid Fire. New loot. Because when I was a kid, cereal boxes had toys and prizes in them. Sometimes comic books, mm -hmm. sometimes um, figures, sometimes games. And we had to reach into the box and, you know, rummage around for the prize. Or in my case, I just dump the entire box out in a big giant bowl. <laughs> but this morning, I'm going to reach into my box and pull out this prize. <laughs> this is a brand new Mego Green Lantern figure. Green Arrow, actually. What did I say? You said Green Lantern. There's two, there's no, two that's many greens. That, that's a lie. It's Green um, Arrow. It is Oliver Green Queen. Arrow. And uh, I, Ryan, this was my favorite figure when I was a kid. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. The, the original Mego was my favorite. And okay. um, it, it is, in my opinion, the superior Mego. And when I saw yeah. this at a comic book shop in Somerset, Kentucky, shout out to... Lemon Juice's Comic Cavalcade in Somerset, Kentucky. I just, I had to have it. I, I literally did. Oh! 
And and I got it. But you know what? Collectors, prepare your hearts. Mm-hmm. He's opening the box. He is breaking the seal. <laughs> yes, I am. Because I believe that collectibles should be enjoyed while you're still alive. Oh my gosh. You guys. Okay. Look at that. This is beautiful. Looks good. It, it is. It is fantastic. Looks really good. Yeah. Look, look, look at, at that hair. Oh my gosh. This, I believe, Ryan, is the original Mego sculpt. Oh, um, I, I don't think they changed anything from the original from the 70s, mm. but uh, full ball joint articulation and, uh, you know, everything, everything's, you know, cloth costume and oh, you can move um, all the parts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is phenomenal. So it's customizable. You can stand them up, you know, have them sitting down. Yeah. And um, the, 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 the costume actually comes off. So if you want to do, you know, his uh, island days. His shirtless version yeah, of Oliver yeah. Queen. And and the original Mego never, it came with, uh, you know, a quiver on his back, but it never came with a bow. Really? That's odd. And this one comes with the bow. Oh, look at that bow. Yeah, this is beautiful. That looks wish, really good. I wish the arrows came out. I'll have to work on putting this in his hand, but sure, sure. Um, Migo wow. Green Lantern or Green Arrow? Man, green you keep arrow. mixing up the greens here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Because I, I, I also got Green Lantern a couple uh, of weeks ago at Meyer, but this is like, you know, here's my thing, Ryan. So I don't know if you heard, but uh, last weekend we uh, had to uh, clean out my. Uh, late father-in-law's apartment and he was a collector of stuff oh wow just not not like valuable stuff just stuff um newspapers magazines Mm -hmm. um pictures and you know a lot of it was was not worth anything um but he died without a will and we had 48 hours to go through everything and decide what we could keep, what we could take with us. And and the majority, we took what was important, but the majority of it got hauled off to the dump. So the, the perspective that it gave me was, if you're a collector, if you love comics and if you love toys, enjoy them now while you can, because... N- at the end of the day, it's just going to end up in somebody's garbage. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. You know, th- th- I've gotten to the point where I'm okay buying certain collectibles that come in a box, you know, especially if it's the newer stuff that's on the market, which there's tons of that. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. But I, but I prefer to get most of my collectibles as loose figures, not so much in a box, because then they're loose and then I can just play with them whenever I want. So that's it's right. That way. That's right. And, th- and then I just keep them in uh, what are known as uh, bags. Yeah. Or the yeah. bags that they came in when you get them from the toys when you get them from the collectible store because there's millions of those things around the world and there's millions I mean there's dozens of them here in Maryland where where I am I'm in Maryland on the East Coast so anytime I go and I buy them in a bag I'm like okay just keep them in the bag they came then just seal them up because then you can just put them in a storage container and play with them whenever that's right that's it's right easy it's easy that way that's why I do it with all my Power Ranger collectibles 
And and do you have a lot of Power Ranger collectibles? Yeah, a lot of them are in bags, though. There are a lot of uh, used, you know, past figures, used figure, whatever. But yes, I do have a lot of Power Ranger collectibles. Some of them are in boxes, and especially the Megazords. Those are in boxes. They have to be. They have to be in boxes. But anything else, uh, you know, not so much the bigger stuff, but the smaller stuff. You know, the action figures are the, what do you call it? Some of the motorbikes, like the Thunderbike and the uh, Triceratops bike that came out in 1993. Those are still in the box. Because that's what they came in when I bought them through other retailers online, not so much in a physical store. So, Ryan, uh, before that's I forget, um, our new loot is sponsored by Entertainment Earth. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> you can get all the cool stuff there, and you Everything. can click the link in our show notes, in our description. And uh, it costs you nothing to click our affiliate link, but it helps us out tremendously. And if you want to get Amigo a, Green yeah. Arrow, you can get it at Entertainment Earth. That's a big website. Yes, it <laughs> is. They got millions of things. <laughs> and, and, and speaking of Entertainment Earth and Power Rangers. I've been there. I, you know, I got to ask, have you been to Entertainment Earth? I mean, not a physical, but the website, yes. Oh, I've okay. looked for all kinds of stuff on the website, and they have tons of stuff for anything that fits your desire. Do you know who started Entertainment Earth, by the way? The was founder? It, was it was it, ha- it Haim Saban? Was it Bandai? No? Who no. Mark Hamill. Uh, Bat- what am I trying to say here? The Joker or Luke Skywalker himself? Yeah, no yeah, yeah. He uh, he started Entertainment Earth. I did not um, know that. And and back in the day, in the back early, in the like the the mid nineties, it was just a, an affiliate click site that had you know cool stuff to link to. Hmm. But it was Mark Hamill, and wow. so people were going there. And two thumbs up there, Mark. He oh. ended up selling it. So um, no. and now it's a mega retail giant. It's got everything. Yeah. They, they really do. But so speaking of Power Rangers, you know that last week was um, Godzilla's birthday. Godzilla. Are you a Godzilla fan? To a point, yes. I mean, I'm not a mega fan because I haven't seen all 68,000 films that have been made featuring that character and his little friends known as King Ghidorah and who's the other one? Mothra and um, Mecha Godzilla, et cetera, et cetera. I've only seen the more recent films starting with 2014's Godzilla that led into Kong Skull Island that led into Godzilla King of Monsters. And then that led to Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. So that's that's okay. I've Um, seen them. I've seen those movies. And then I did see, uh, growing up as a 90s kid, I did see the Matthew Project 98 Godzilla. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not really Godzilla. but No, no one counts it as canon at all. I mean, people throw that thing under a bus. But listen, I was a kid in the 90s, so I liked it for what it was. Well, 2004, there was Godzilla Final Wars. I've heard of that one. I've heard of that. I just watched it for the first time ever. I had never seen it, it before. Was it, any it good? was phenomenal. It was. It was so much fun. Should I it add was, it to the list? I think you should, okay. especially if you're a Power Rangers fan, oh, yeah. because they they have um, the Earth Defense Force, which are like okay, kung Teenagers fu ninjas, with maybe. Yeah, yeah, they're mutant. They're mutant ninjas. Okay, and I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna have to look this up then. You've you've convinced me. Yeah, kind of Power Rangers light. Mm. And uh, the Godzilla versus Power Rangers miniseries. Oh, that's right. I still have issue number oh. one. I haven't read yet. Oh. It was so good. So Sitting good. on my shelf right over here. And, well, I'll be reviewing that very soon when the uh, trade paperback uh, comes into my possession. I need to get that trade. 
Yeah, yeah, you do because do. you would love it. Gorgeous. But speaking of trades and mm-hmm. comics, oh yes, I need to share this one with with you and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, back issue Breakfast Club right here with Ryan Permission and Johnny. This is a complete departure from our previous uh, previous uh, format. Format. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I picked up Ooh. the Saturday Morning Adventures, GI Joe. A That's real a American cover. hero. It really is. It's a good looking cover. And it is by Eric Burnham, uh, mm-hmm. Burnham, uh, Dan Schoening, and Louis Antonio Delgado. That's just fun to say, Delgado. Um, <laughs> and and this this book has an art style that looks like it came right out of the Saturday morning cartoon. Yes, it does. Um, by the way. The uh, Saturday morning series was produced by anyone know anyone anyone Marvel Studios of all people, yeah. Marvel did G.I. Joe and the Transformers, Transformers. and and they did Gem and the Holograms, and they did Meatball and Spaghetti, and they did Pandemonium, but. This book reads like the Saturday morning cartoon. It's a nice looking artwork. It is. It is. I and, like it. And for those of you who were buying the floppies and reading the individual issues, I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. I did that. But when I sat down and read the trade paperback all in one sitting, it read much, much better. Mm. It read like the Saturday morning cartoon. They've been doing that for a lot of properties lately because Brian Robin on Comic Spectrum, he reviewed the first issue or so of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's good, too. I'm going to wait until the trade comes out. I did read the first issue, but um, because of my experience with this and my experience with um, uh, Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, it, it was so good as a standalone one sitting story. I love trades. I do. I love trade paperbacks. I love them. You know, I never thought I would be a guy who says, I'll wait for the trade. I always say that, though. <laughs> I, I, I know. I, I used to always scold people and and tell them, well, if you just wait for the trades and you don't buy the individual issues, you'll never get the trades. But, But now there are some titles that read better in one sitting, mm-hmm. and this is one of them. If you were a big fan of the Saturday morning cartoon series, you were going to love this. They even did, Ryan, I, I don't know if you remember because you're you're too young to remember, but they used to have at the end of every episode these moral lessons. Oh, PSAs, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and it was the more you know. Oh, yeah. um, and they include those in the comic. So here's a, here's a more you know. Uh, the more you know. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And knowing is half the, half battle. the battle. It is. Knowing yeah. is half the battle. That's right. Yeah. You know what I love about this too is that Cobra Commander finds, I'm just going to spoil the story a little bit. Cobra Commander finds the lamp of Aladdin. Ooh. And, and he summons the genie. Oh my goodness. To serve him. But, you know, 
as it is with Cobra Commander, he's a little bit short-sighted. Hmm. I mean, you think about this. Cobra has unlimited resources, mm-hmm. and yet they still can't win. It's because good always triumphs over evil in most stories. I don't know. I guess, but you would think that they would win at least one time. Know. The Cobras have a big presence at Comic-Cons wherever I go. There's always the G.I. Joe chapter of that town that's there dressed up as Cobras or Cobra Commanders. And they're well, cool, that makes too. Sense. They're cool people. And they're cool. And they're good-looking cosplays. I'm not going to lie. As someone who didn't grow up during that time period, because this is a little before my time, I still like the costumes. They're cool. I like Cobra Commander. I like his look. Because you don't know what he looks like at all. He's just running the show, calling the shots, saying, we're going to do X, Y, Z. We're going to destroy the G.I. Joes. Whatever. However the voice goes. I don't know how the voice goes. But I like that. I like that you don't know what he looks like, how we got his pet, whatever. Like, he just does. He just does what he does. And I like that. Just move forward. Just do your thing. And the fun side note, though, I have to I have to ask this, though. In relation to G.I. Joe, and I know people will throw these under the bus, and I know why, and that's fine, but I like them for what they are. What did you think of the prequel film Snake Eyes? Did you ever see the Snake Eyes movie? Oh, okay. I did. All right. I did. Hot garbage um, for you. That's fine. Well, no, 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 no. I, I don't call anything hot garbage. I liked it, though. I... It was okay. It, it wasn't a bad movie. No. It wasn't. It wasn't a Snake Eyes movie. It was a Storm Shadow movie. Yeah. It was. It was a much better Storm Shadow origin movie because mm. the character of Snake Eyes was not the character. Look, nothing made sense to me in that movie. Um, <laughs> wh- how is it that that Snake Eyes is a bad guy the entire time, and? at the very end has a change of heart and he's welcomed with open arms into the family, into GI Joe. Yeah. But storm shadow, who was the good guy the entire time. And he, he made one bad decision. He's shunned ostracized and it starts him down a path of criminal intent. Working for Cobra. Yeah. What, how does that, how does that work? That's just their twist on the story. It bugged me. It's, it, it's called creative liberties people it's been going on for decades i i guess i guess i don't know so anyway all right didn't mean to spoil the mood here for gi joe fans but that looks really good a saturday morning cartoons trade paperback i should say highly recommend it and you can pick that up from our other sponsor tifa things from another world they specialize in comics and comic collectibles just like entertainment earth specializes in toys and uh collectibles tfa is your source for the printed books and uh you can click the link in the show notes down below and get your own copy of the saturday morning adventures gi joe a real american hero we'll just stick with that so ryan I asked you to be here specifically for this. Hmm. This week yes. is the 30th anniversary of the debut of the 1990s animated classic, X-Men. So I got to ask, um, X-Men, animated series, is it really the greatest Saturday morning cartoon theme song ever made? Ooh, great question. It might be. 
I mean, it I, might I, be. I don't know. Like, if you did a top ten list, it would certainly be in the top three for me, if not the top five. But, yeah, no, it, it might be because it's the catchiest. It's very recognizable. I mean, there's 7 billion people on God's green earth. I think 99.9% .9 of them would know what, what music, piece of music specifically that is. I mean, granted, I was at the tender age of five when this debuted in 1992. I was itty-bitty little young, and I was watching – the show. I didn't even know it debuted in 92. I was under the assumption it debuted in 93, the same exact year the Power Rangers debuted. But the fact is, there was a giant billboard in Hollywood, California that said, number one show today, which is X-Men, number one tomorrow is Power Rangers. Because they were advertising about the arrival of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on the Fox Kids television network at the time. And when I look at that billboard, I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. And it's, it, who can say no to those two? I mean, you just, I mean, granted, one's animated, the other's live action, but at the same time, it was pure awesomeness to be in the 90s watching these shows respectively on saturday mornings or during the week when you came home and jumped off that bus after school like i did da -da 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 -da. trust me i did i remember having the toy biz action figures i remember having them i remember the commercials for these and here's a fun fact for you johnny i have this here for you this is a visual prop i mean i know i probably should have done this before but this is the vhs tape the Holy Grail, Dr. Jones. This is Night of the Sentinels, the two-part opener for the original series from 1992. This is the VHS tape. Look at that. Look at this. You got um, all the characters. You got all the, the synopsis. The I mean, that cover alone is like a poster. I would post on my wall. It's called Night of the Sentinels, debuted in 92. X-Men 92 debuted on October 31st, 1992, a.k.a. Halloween night. Halloween. This show debuted on a Halloween holiday or whatever. And this cover is great. It's VHS tape is great. I got this from a friend of the family's house. He had a bunch of these in his room. And I said, hey, you mind if I borrow this? And he said, sure. I never gave it back to him, okay? Because it's X-Men. Why would you want to give something like that back? You don't do that. You keep it. So I got it. It's here. This is the tape. Uh, it's, I'm not kidding you. Here's the tape. I kid you not. It's right here. Clear as day. Still works. It's clear as a bell, by the way. The tracking have, is still have, pretty have, good. Have you priced that? No, I haven't. I, I'm thinking that has got to be very valuable. Maybe? I don't know. Someone's yeah. you have to let me know in the comments of this pre-recording. You have to let me know. I'm curious. Be because yeah, you this know. This is my baby right here. This is one of the many. I have uh, two or three of these. Not just. I mean, I have other episodes, not just this one. But I have like two or three VHS tapes of X-Men, but this is my most prized one, of course, because this is the very beginning. This is the origin story right here. Well, you know, VHS tapes oh, are yeah, actually still... going for big money. Are they? Yeah, I, I've I never got, understood that. Do you really? I got plenty of VHS tapes, not just X-Men. I got X-Men tapes. I got Power Ranger tapes. I got, what's another one that was popular back in the day? I got WCW NWO Superstar Series VHS tapes. I got WWE uh, which were formerly known as WWF, uh, WWE VHS tapes. I have WCW pay-per-views VHS tapes from Warner Brother uh, the, that were originally distributed by Warner Brothers because it was on TNT. So yeah, I got tons of VHS tapes. I still use them. They're great. Well, They're wonderful. <laughs> now, They're great. I have no shame. I have no shame. Hey, and nor should you. No. I mean, I'm watching this <laughs> tape right now, this week. I'm watching this one. Yeah. Wait, what? What? It, oh, wow! The hottest hits of WCW Monday Nitro called WCW Mayhem. Look at that! Wow! Right there, baby. Yeah, that is fantastic. Yes. I kid you not. I love That's what I'm it. watching this week when I sit down to eat dinner. This is what I'm watching on my VCR. 
That's 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 unbelievably cool. I love it. I I love what. Listen, the Monday Night Wars. There were some with, fun times, man. With the NWO for life. Too right. sweet, baby. Yeah, right. loved it, loved it, loved it. But man. we're here talking X Men. X Men. It was a lot and of fun to watch. Now before before uh, the nineteen ninety two animated series. Yes. Do you know what? predated that show mm-hmm. yeah i think they released it on youtube someone posted on youtube years and years ago pride of the x-men i think it was yes was it pride it of is... the x-men pride of the x-men x-men something like that now well i actually have this on vhs myself oh my gosh and and it is called x-men um pride of the x-men Oh, yeah. And it's it's all about how Kitty Pride oh, basically yeah. saves the day from Magneto, and it, it was it was a strange lineup because this is the classic lineup mm-hmm. uh, with Wolverine and Colossus, Colossus. Uh, Cyclops, Storm, and Nightcrawler. But Dazzler, yeah, I was, was gonna say, is that the Dazzler or Dazzler? Yeah, it is Dazzler, Allison Blair, but she, she was there? never a part of this particular team. Uh-huh. Um, she was a member of the team in the late eighties when um, Mark Silvestri was doing the art sure. and um, they went through the siege perilous and uh, it was, uh-huh. uh, it was a different team. And anyway, um, Psylocke and uh, Dazzler and Longshot and a bunch of others, but that was, uh, before this, but she was never a part of this assemblage. So, Pride of the X Men. It was a it was a TV pilot. Mm-hmm. It was a movie that was intended to be a, a pilot for an animated series, mm-hmm. and they had appeared prior to that on Spider Man and His Amazing Friends mm-hmm. on two episodes. Um, uh, what was it? Um. It was um, the origin of Firestar, mm. and um, there was another one. Uh, someone is going to comment on it because there's someone watching, going, "Oh, I know this. I, I know, know this. This question. I know the answer. Isn't oh, yeah. that always, how it always is uh, yeah. when when you're watching or listening to a podcast? Maybe Dave Manley knows. I'm sure he does, and I'm sure he's commenting right now. <laughs> he's, it's this. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I grew up. I watched reruns of that, by the way. Spider Man and His Amazing Friends. I remember that. I loved that show. I'm sorry. I got the theme song in my head now. There's so many theme songs to these shows. That's the thing. Once you think of one show, you start to think of two more. And after that, you just think of them all. Yeah, well, that's right. That's right. And uh, they're here, iconic. They are iconic, respectively. And I'm trying to find the title of that episode. It's killing it, you. It's biting, it is, it's biting it is away. Me, it's eating away at you. That's what it's doing here. In it the really is. It really is. Mm. Um, I wonder, um, does anyone cosplay as Firestar conventions? I'm curious. I've never seen one. And, and you know what's really funny is, as popular as she was on the cartoon series. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's called the X-Men Adventure. Oh. And so you had the X-Men Adventure... And then you had um, the origin of Firestar. There you they go. Were, they were two different episodes. Let me see if I can bring those up. So um, that's interesting. 
Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I've got a bunch of the artwork here. It all popped up. So, <laughs> and and I, I got to tell you, you know, when I was when I was watching Spider Man and his Amazing Friends, and again, this this was a team that really never existed because Kitty Pride never wore that awful costume. Yeah, that doesn't and, look like something Kitty Pride would wear, and she was never. On the team with Thunderbird. Oh, that's who that was, Thunderbird. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think I... who that other character was because I've seen him before. He appears in the X Men animated series that I grew up watching. I just couldn't remember his name. Yeah, Thunderbird, and he died in one of the original missions, the first Whoa. missions. Yeah. Oh, and look at um, that. these are some great images here. Look, at this is this must be bringing back some memories for certain people who may be watching uh, or listening to this show. Yeah, and you know what's really kind of cool is that. that when when we move into the 90s with the mm-hmm. X-Men animated series, I, I just want you to kind of get a, a comparison. This is Spider-Man and his amazing friends, sure. then Pride of the X-Men, Look at that. and then we get the X-Men animated series. Wow. The there is the evolution there. Yeah, there is an evolution of the animation style, but at the same time, it still maintains the original feel mm-hmm. and texture of the property. Yeah. Yeah. And, and these costumes, by the way, Ryan, do you know what um, they're all based off of? I mean, I'm assuming they're based off certain eras or portions of the comics, are they? Yeah. It's based off of the Jim Lee era of oh, the Jim comic Lee. series. Yeah. yeah. Jim Lee did all of these redesigns on the yep. costumes. They and look great. That was one of the last million unit sellers. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's a big deal. I, I don't think we, there's been a comic that has sold over a million copies since. Mm. Maybe maybe Death of Superman, but I can't remember if it was before or after. Well, Death of Superman was, I believe, in 96. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, after. Was it Dan Jurgens? Is that, is that, am I thinking mm-hmm. of that right? Yeah, yeah. Dan Jurgens. Okay, because I remember my brother had the blood-soaked... Uh, what was it? The plastic? Yeah, Roger. Stern, Roger Stern was the uh, the writer, and Dan Jurgens mm-hmm. was the uh, artist. There you but go. anyway, yeah. uh, we don't have million seller comics anymore. Uh, the The highest selling comic since was uh, Spider Man Seven Hundred, and uh, with uh, Doc Osborne or Doc Ock becoming the Superior Spider Man, and it it sold eight hundred thousand. So. But the average comic book, Ryan, I don't know if you knew this, only sells between five and fifteen thousand copies. Five thousand, fifteen hundred, or fifteen thousand. A bestseller today is between fifty and eighty thousand. Boy, have the markets and the times have changed. Yeah. Yeah. Drastically, I would say. Now, so here's my question for you though, Ryan. Mm-hmm. The these images have got to bring back some memories, and you've gone back and you've rewatched. Yep. Um, of course, I we got to meet some of it. Yeah, we got to meet Bishop, who is, in my opinion, one of the most overrated X Men ever. <laughs> wow. But um, you you've rewatched a bunch of them. What mm-hmm. is your favorite moment from the X Men animated series? What stands out the most as a memory for you? Oh my gosh putting me on the spot here 
I mean, Night of the Sentinels is the first thing that jumps out to me because I remember watching that at home as a kid and just thinking, okay, this because this is my introduction to what is known as the Marvel Universe. It was a combination of this and the X-Men animated series from 1994. Once again, that was on Fox Kids as well. I would say my favorite memory is either Night of the Sentinels or just the, the early episodes, the really early episodes that set up the story. I think as it got further in, some of the things that didn't click with me, for example, for example, what was it called? Uh, Savage, the Savage Land, I uh -huh. think it was called. Yeah. Not a fan of that. Not a fan of the dinosaurs walking around. Not a guy wearing a cloth for, a, a, what do you call it, underwear. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. That didn't ring true for me. But when they got to Mr. Sinister and his creepy crawler, goons, yeah. Sinister is a great antagonist i think Magne i mean magneto's magneto there's nothing more to say he was great but mr sinister that was a dark guy he was messed up he had very twisted plans for mutant kind and it just it entranced me it, it it enthralled me whatever you want to call it but it's unfortunate that we never got to see him in and i know some people don't like these movies and that's fine <clears throat> I would have liked to have seen Mr. Sinister in live action. I would have liked to have seen that. We never got it, but I will say, I like some... And you go back and you watch this show, you realize how dark it was, and you realize that maybe this wasn't necessarily for kids, because a lot of this stuff is some dark stuff, man. Like, Batman Animated Series, it got dark. So, X-Men got dark. I mean, look at Mr. Sinister and the, and the plans that he had for humankind. That's dark. Some of the things that Apocalypse was doing in the Age of Apocalypse storyline, or what was it called? The Days of Future Past storyline. That is some dark, twisted stuff. Well, that but was it, kind of the hallmark of the 90s. Of the comics. Well, yeah. but of you know. the 90s Marvel animated series. They got dark. They they all dealt with very real world um, adult themes. It was great, though. I'm not this, I'm not throwing it under a bus. I'm just saying that for me, it, you know, looking back on it now, I'm thinking to myself, maybe I should have been watching certain pieces of this show. But then again, it was a lot of fun. It was great. I had the action figures as a kid. I remember playing the video games. I remember the Tiger handheld electronic video game in the palm of my hand with those itty little fingers. I mean, let's face it. We all had Tiger electronic games. All right, guys, we've all had them. I had my fair share of X-Men, Power Rangers, Disney, whatever. But yeah, my favorite memories though, Johnny, I gotta be honest, it was probably either Night of the Sentinels or just buying the VHS tapes as a kid. Or my parents were buying them for me from BJ's. BJ's. Everyone remember BJ's, the wholesale club? Yeah. No, we didn't VHS. have BJ's. Oh, dude, we had them. We either had that or maybe my parents got them from Toys R Us or Circuit City, whatever it was. I don't know. Oh my god, Circuit City. There's Circuit a Circuit City, the Circuit State the of the Arch. You remember those commercials with the giant plug plugs into the ground? See what I mean? Oh my gosh. I know oh we're going gosh. way back, guys. We're going way back. Queen That's what this show is all about. That's what this show is all about. I love it. Reliving those great memories, the nostalgia of our youth. And X-Men is a big part of so many of our first six or seven episodes are probably my favorite memories. Because those were the early episodes. I remember getting the VHS tapes, whether it's Deadly Reunions, Slave Island, The Unstoppable Juggernaut. Juggernaut was a messed up character, too. He had his dark moments. Juggernaut Demon being, related, being related to Professor Xavier. That is some messed up stuff. Yep. And, and he's basically demon possessed. Possessed by the, the demon. Uh, uh, Was it? How do you pronounce it? Chitorak or Chitorak. Chitorak. Uh, 
I didn't know he was possessed yeah, by a demon. I thought yeah. Juggernaut was just the way he was because he's a mutant that way. No. No, hmm. his powers come from... And, and in um, Doctor Strange, in the Doctor Strange movie, um, Doctor Strange uh, calls upon the, uh, the, the uh, bands of Chitorak... Really? To, to subdue someone. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Google it. You'll you'll be fascinated. I'm have to Google this. I'm gonna have to read it's some a, of these comics featuring the a, juggernaut. Maybe I'll learn a few things. It's a it's a deep dive. It's a yeti hole. Now, one of my favorite things with the juggernaut is when Kane Marco was no longer the juggernaut and Colossus became Ooh. the juggernaut. That Ooh. was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. What did you say your name was again? I am Colossus from Russia. Yes. Sorry, I couldn't help it. That's a line from the show. I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. It happens. Now, I'm going to say something controversial. Sorry. Many, many people believe that this X-Men animated series mm -hmm. is the one of the best animated series ever. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, you know, I can see where people would put it in their top 10. Um, in but my top I, five. And everyone says it is the best X-Men animated series, but I disagree. I think X-Men Evolution was superior in every way, shape, and form. Hot take. It's a hot take, but I respect it because I like X-Men Evolution too. I like that too. And you can stream all this stuff now. You can stream all of it on Disney+. Plus. It's great. That's right. That's right. You can go back and watch all this. Absolutely. So, uh, which, I, which I might have to do with X Men Evolution. It's been a hot minute since I've watched X Men Evolution. Well, and this the sequel series, uh, Wolverine and the X Men. That's another thing I haven't seen yet. I got to get on that too because people rave about it. Yeah, that was that was uh, a short lived series. Yeah, it got the it, short end of the straw. I heard. Yeah, well, it was at the tail end of the Saturday morning yeah. era, like, so to culture. speak. Yeah, era. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was when everything was going to, uh, it was before streaming, but, you know, everything was moving to Disney Channel and Nickelodeon and Disney, Disney Channel yeah. and, and uh, Boomerang. And, oh, uh, that's right. Boomerang was a big one. Yeah. Cartoon Network. And so everything was moving to those networks and focusing on original content. And then, and then along came streaming and. Now look at us. Bye bye Saturday mornings. Yeah. The bright side is you can still stream all of it. Yep, and you can still relive, relive the magic of Saturday mornings just in a different format. Yeah. Now it's no longer must-see TV. Because, mm. Ryan, I, I mean, you'll rem you're, you're old enough to remember this. I was but, there, yeah. But, you know, you had to make choices mm -hmm. about what to watch on Saturday morning. Keep flipping the dial. Yeah, because sometimes Changing your two favorite shows were on different channels at the same time. That's you had to choose. Me. You had to choose between, you know, X Men and with, uh, with the Animaniacs. Yeah, or 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 Power Rangers, or or uh, Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, or, or yeah. Superman the Animated Series from Kids WB. Yeah, or or Batman versus Ninja Turtles. Because they they would be on it, they would be on different channels, and sometimes at the same time. And car Saturday morning cartoons, I say, They're taught my, taught my generation important time management skills Commitment. and taught us how to prioritize. Commitment. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because if you missed it, you missed you it. missed it. And then the kids at school will be like, hey, did you see the episode last night or this morning, yesterday or last no, weekend? They're like, no, I did it. I missed it. I was at a ball game or whatever. And yeah. then you had to wait for it to maybe, maybe be rerun or the Holy Grail was for it to be released on video. And then you would go to your local library and check out your check out all the VHS tapes. Like I did when I was a kid. Does anyone remember Shining Time Station? I do. Yeah, Mr. Conductor telling us stories of Thomas the Tank Engine and his little friends. Here's a that, throwback for you if I've ever heard one. Isn't isn't that funny that uh, George Carlin, one of the most uh, vulgar comedians to ever step foot on the stage, he was, was the host of one of the most beloved children's programs of all time? Yeah, if, if I remember correctly, yeah, he was Mr. Conductor at one point, and then Ringo Starr came in and took over. Did he really? I didn't know that. Yeah, Ringo. Ringo came in. Look it up. It's on YouTube. They're I just, YouTube. I just, I just remember George Carlin. I think he was there for like the first few episodes, and then they, and then they left it. They passed the torch onto Ringo. Interesting. I'll That's have cool. to look that up. It's hey, listen, the holiday season's right around the corner. They did a, I mean, every TV show did this, right? Holiday specials. Remember mm-hmm. those? Well, Shining Time Station has one of the greatest of all time. It's called "Tis a Gift" holiday special from Shining Time Station, which you can find over there on our good friends at YouTube.com. Hashtag not a sponsor. But it's a great holiday special. And Johnny, I think you and your lovely family would enjoy it. <laughs> I truly believe that they would. We are in the beginnings of the holiday season. Yeah, yeah, it it, uh, it is. So it is I'm, better to give than receive. I'm friend. doing a doing a search here, and um, oh, it's on there. Yeah. So, isn't it amazing how many TV shows are streaming on YouTube nowadays? It's amazing. It really is. More and more are getting posted, it seems like, every other month. Yeah, it, it is pretty cool um, hmm. that we can see pretty much anything we want to see when we want to see it. Which I've noticed. Okay, so he he did play the conductor, but he was also the narrator. Ah, got it. Okay. So he pulled double duty at one point, and then Ringo Starr, I think Ringo Starr did that for him. That That could be. Huh. There you go. See, fun facts we learn on this educational program known as the Bag of the Cereal Box. The more you know, exactly, and knowing is half, is the, half battle. the battle. It is. It's great. I love it. And who doesn't love X Men? Seriously, X Men is a great series. It's a great analogy for certain things that are going on in the world. So it is worth teaching in classes. It's worth watching at home. It's worth watching on the road when you're on a flight. It, seriously, I love love X Men as a whole. I love the animated series. I like the most of the movies are good. Not all. But X-Men has had a big impact on my life. So I got a lot to owe to the X-Men. Not just the animated series, but for the live-action movies that came out during the early 2000s as well. What was your favorite live-action film? Uh, concerning the X-Men? Mm-hmm. Oh, it has to be X-Men Days of Future Past. I love that movie. Love really? It. Love that movie. It is the best X-Men live-action movie we've ever gotten, ever going to get, period. Because it had... Two different eras, two different generations of X-Men piled into one movie. And the way that they were able to seamlessly connect two different generations of X-Men fans is amazing. And it's a feat within itself. It is a masterpiece of a film. Whether you're watching the theatrical cut or the rogue cut, both cuts of the film are brilliant. Brilliant. And yes, I have them on Blu-ray. It's a true story. See, I, I liked First Class. The best. That's a great one too. That's a yeah. great origin story. It's a great it has origin story Kevin for Xavier Bacon. and Magneto. It's great. Kevin Bacon is the bad guy. You cannot go wrong. Sebastian Shaw. 
leader yeah. of the Hellfire Club, which, by the way, I didn't know who the heck, excuse my language, the Hellfire Club, Hellfire Club was until I saw First Class. And then I realized how much history they've had in the, in the comic book run. And then I've read some of the X-Men comics in these last couple of years that I've been reading comics, Johnny. And I'm like, oh, I get it now. I see how much of an impact that the Hellfire Club has had on the X-Men. Yep. They it's take big. no prisoners. They take no prisoners in the Hellfire Club. Oof, some creepy stuff that they pull. And then Jean Grey became a member. Dude, when I read that, I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? They manipulated this woman? You're kidding me. It's crazy. One of my favorite X-Men storylines is X-Men God Loves, Man Kills. Yeah. It's a great storyline, too. Which became the basis of... For X2. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, is fantastic. So, big event is coming up at the first of the year for X-Men called oh, the, Sin the Sinister War. Ooh. Mr. Sinister decides he's not playing by the rules of the uh, Krakoa government anymore. Really? And he's returning to his villainous roots. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Just saying. Might have to... Uh, might be right up your alley. Might have to look into that. I'm going to have to read that. Absolutely. Mm. Well, Ryan, guess what? We have filled an hour talking about the nonsense from our youth. <laughs> yeah. At least we kept it 90% focused on X-Men, though. I was pretty good about steering us back on the track. Well, you know, uh, that that's always our main topic. But, uh, you know, there's other we get stuff. Side we gotta, it yeah. happens all the time. We, no we matter what, you can bring up a piece of new loot that can springboard an idea or spring uh, a memory in the back of your mind or something to that effect. I mean, well, who thunk? Because you thought I was just going to show up here with this good-looking T-shirt, which, by the way, it's a great-looking T-shirt. And I wouldn't have any visual aids. I do have a visual aid, and it's right here. I love print. it. I, I love, love it. this cover. I love this tape. It still works almost like a charm, by the way. So if you have X-Men VHS tapes, let us know in the comments. Let us know your favorite memories, favorite things about the property, because I am fascinated by anything and everything X-Men, and I look forward to reading more X-Men trade paperbacks or omnibuses, depending on how you look at it, because some stories are really that big, throughout my future life of reading comic books, because I've only been started reading comic books within the last five years. It's been a great journey thus far. That's awesome. I love, I love it. it. I love it. So um, tell people how they can follow, find, and support you. Excellent. See what I did? Excellent. So here's the deal. You can follow me. Exactly. Thank you. So my name is Ryan. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan RPM, at Ryan RPM five. Excuse me. Wow. My words are twisted. And make sure you're following our YouTube channel at it's Nerd culture. New videos are on our channel each and every week. And I quote is on Saturdays, 12 PM EST interview concentrators, well, shape and sizes. Got more and more episodes piled on for the rest of this year and into 2023 movie anniversary watch alongs are going to be shown on our youtube channel at it's nerd culture so make sure you, you like comment share subscribe smash that notification bell use your animantium claws and claw at that bell so you get notified <laughs> of when our new videos go live they go up and in the meantime check out your favorite x-men properties because x-men has been around for many many decades and there's so much to learn from these characters and the writers and the artists that put them together deserve our utmost respect and we wish them all the best with everything moving forward and stay excited that's all i'm going to say ryan to ryan do you know that i'm going to break your heart hmm. do you know that x-men were not always as popular as they are today there was a yeah. time when at issue 96 mm -hmm. they were canceled 
Wow. They were done. Okay. Readership has dropped. Nobody cared about the X-Men. Okay. But then Giant Size X-Men number one reintroduced the world to the team, and the rest is history. I've seen that cover. It's a good-looking cover. Yeah, that's what introduced uh, introduced these characters. Colossus and Storm and uh, mm. Nightcrawler and uh, Thunderbird. They were part of that first team that went off to uh, rescue uh, Iceman and Cyclops and uh, the others who were captured and held captive on Krakoa, which mm. is their current home, which is kind of weird, but everything comes full circle. So uh, anyway, cool stuff. Well, for those of you watching, you can follow and find me at my website, johnpica.com for live shows, my books, my uh, podcasts, all of the fun stuff that we love today is right there. And if you like Back at the Cereal Box, if you like our show, contribute at uh, buymeacoffee.com slash pod. right there. It's been running along the bottom edge the entire show. But, um, you know, you can buy us a bowl or two of cereal. You can buy us a whole box of cereal and support our show so that we can go higher, faster, further. And if you hate our show, contribute even more generously. And that helps us improve just for you. Wow. And, and everybody watching, continue to comment, like, share, and, and hit the notification bell, subscribe on the platform you're watching. And until the next time, Tell two, three hundred of your closest friends and family to come share the fun. And we love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box. Bye.